Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it if you can. Leave us a review, it really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out, definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. Yeah, fighters. What's up, everybody? It's Mike here. First off, happy 4th of July, whether it's a little early, belated. You're hearing this the Tuesday or Wednesday before 4th of July. You're hearing it on actual 4th of July or even after. Happy 4th of July, America. Um, So before we jump into today's podcast... This episode and every episode, as always, is brought to you by the Life of a Fighter shop. You can go to lifeofafighter.com forward slash shop, or you can just go to our homepage and you can click on the shop link. Um, We have our fitness nutrition vault, our pro coach program, the kudos fit program, and we have a bunch of great kind of options and services and everything in between, whether you just have an ebook that you're interested in, a fighter's guide, a nutrition plan for one month, whatever it is you need, whatever your goal is in your budget, we have something that can fit that budget anywhere from... Literally, we have things as little as 99 cents all the way up to $2,500 and everything in between. So anything you can think of, check out the shop. Also, you've been hearing me talk about our Kudos Fit program. I'm really excited to just constantly be um, working with the Kudos Fit partnership and program and with the people over at Kudos Fit and be able to help the clients that we've been able to. I appreciate you guys on the support. Again, Kudos Fit and our Kudos program is a online coaching program that delivers training as well as nutrition plans custom to you and your needs. We check out your needs every single week and I'm checking in with you on a daily basis, whoever you're and the cool thing, a part of the daily check-ins is that not only am I sending you your workout for the next day, but you have 24-7 support with that. So if you have a question on something, reach out to me. If you're at a restaurant, you're like, hey, what do I get? Take a picture of that menu, text it to me or one of the coaches, and we can make sure that we get the answer for you and help you get the best choice possible. So really excited about that. The benefit for working with us and kudos is you get $25 off your first month. So it's $70 for your first month, and then it's just $95 every month after that until you decide you want to stop or we've helped you and you've gotten your goal. Click on the link below. You can get all your information and it'll get you rocking. Again, I'm actually pretty much all booked up for July, so I'll be probably another Life of a Fighter approved coach or we can get going in August. And if we do have changes, sometimes the slot will open up. You can take advantage of it and you'll be first in line. Without further ado, let's jump into the 4th of July podcast. And specifically, I wanted to make this because I've actually been with my kudos clients and with a lot of my just coaching clients in general, we've been talking about and preparing for 4th of July. So I figured why not just do a podcast talking about it, Um, some of the common questions that we hear coming up and that I keep kind of finding myself repeating and just share it with everybody and hopefully it's helpful. And I think the biggest thing is having a plan. And treating it not like it's this special day. A lot of times what happens with the holidays, we treat it like it's this special day and we just 
kind of break all the rules. And I think there's a time and a place for what we could call quote unquote cheat meals or for having it a healthy lifestyle. But part of that is it's just another day in your lifestyle and we want to enjoy things, but we want to have a plan. So what I recommend, especially to the clients that want to maintain low body fat percentage or progressively work towards lowering their body fat percentage while maybe simultaneously keeping weight off or building muscle on top of that or variations off of that is to get a workout in, you know, early in the day before you plan on going to the barbecues, before you plan on going and celebrate. Um, The other caveat to that though is get a strength training workout if you're not going to be drinking. And the reason I say that, if you're going to be drinking, don't. Do interval-based workouts, high-intensity sprints, um, more demanding cardiovascular and interval training. And the reason being is alcohol has been shown time and time again in studies to pretty much get in the way of uh, protein and muscle synthesis. So we're going to not be able to repair the muscle tissue as effectively when we're taking an alcohol. Now, especially for weight training, that's going to delay our recovery and actually kind of, to me, not take advantage of the weight training workouts we just did. Now, if we are going to be drinking, okay, that's fine. Again, that could be part of our lifestyle, but let's do high-intensity interval training. What do you mean by that, Mike? Great question, y'all. I'm glad you asked. So... Whether it's doing traditional cardio work on your elliptical, your treadmill, your bicycle, or getting outside and doing cardio, or doing boxing, kickboxing, whether it's grappling, um, athletics, whether we're talking about soccer, talking about lacrosse, baseball, whatever it is, pick a sport, pick an activity, and we're going to cycle through high-intensity and low-intensity intervals for different rounds. My favorite go-to is 15 seconds at a high-intensity pace. Anywhere from actually 8 to 15 seconds, whatever you can, 10 to 15 seconds, whatever you can keep for that high intensity, get your heart rate to about 80, at least 75 to 85% of your um, max. And the way you can figure that out, a real simple formula, is you take 220 minus your age. So I'll use myself, for example. I'm 31. So 220 minus 31 is 189. That would be my technical 100% max heart rate. If I wanted to do 80% of that, I would just take 80% times 189. And that would be my 80% max heart rate. I would try and get my heart rate up to that for about 10 to 15 seconds. And then I would rest for 45 seconds and then repeat that cycle. Okay, and what will happen is, especially as you continuously do this, your heart rate may not be perfectly jumping and dropping in those windows of time. So it's just kind of a guideline. So try and get it up by the end of the 15 seconds to 100, or I'm sorry, 80% of your max heart rate. And then for that 45 seconds, do something that's low intensity, whether it's like my favorite is boxing or kickboxing intervals, interval sprints on the bag specifically. So I'll either get weighted, um, I get my higher weighted like 20 ounce gloves, which is about a pound and a quarter or pound and a half ish. Let's say pound and a quarter technically, um, or 60 ounce gloves or a pound, or even just doing shadow boxing with my egg weights or some kind of light resistance, not really heavy resistance here. That's what we want to keep in mind, especially if it's a sport specific interval training, you don't want to add so much resistance where it affects your technique. So for my boxers and my striking athletes out there, you don't want to go more than a pound and a half, maybe two pounds max because that will start to impact your technique. You sprint for 15, 16 seconds, or I'm sorry, 10 to 15 seconds, high intensity, get your heart rate up, especially on the bag, we have our gloves on, boom, we're nailing in punch outs or kick outs or variations of hard combos, get your heart rate up, then 45 seconds, light shadow box, or just keep your hands up and move around. 
Other variations, we could do sprints on a track. You could sprint for 15 seconds and then walk for 45 um, on a bike. Same idea, sprint hard resistance for 15 seconds and then slow the resistance down for 45 so your heart rate comes down. Elliptical or really stair master. Any variation of cardio equipment can do that. Swimming, rowing, all that's great. And if you don't have those options, let's say you have some kettlebells or some dumbbells at home, you can do a pretty simple, let's say a squat to a shoulder press for reps. Um, or you could do even burpees or mountain climbers or air squats, whatever the, the variation of exercises that's going to get your heart rate up. Now, again, the thing I try and keep in mind is don't use such a high level of resistance that you're going to be causing um, trauma to the muscle tissue. And typically that's going to be a higher resistance level, about like 70 or more percent of our one rep max for a given movement. So if I'm doing squats and my, let's say one rep max for Barbell squats is 250. I don't know. Let's just make up the number arbitrarily. So 250 pounds, my one rep max on um, barbell squats. I'm not going to be doing barbell squats of, you know, 200 pounds for reps to get my heart rate up. That's going to be more of a resistance training choice. So we're going to do more of aerobic-based work or, you know, kettlebells, dumbbells, kettlebell swings are a great option. But again, lower level just to get your heart rate up. Again, I think I'm beating a dead horse here just a little bit. So again, you get the idea. 15 seconds on, 45 seconds off. Repeat that cycle. The minimum threshold we have to hit is 12 minutes. If you can hit 12 minutes, science has supported that that's the minimal metabolic boosting number we need to hit to increase our metabolism, not just for that workout, but for up to 48 hours afterwards. So now if you get that workout and you do 30 minutes of that at 10 o'clock in the morning on the 4th of July, and then you go to a barbecue, from two o'clock to eight o'clock, your metabolism is going to be ramped up the rest of the day and the next day. So that's a huge benefit. But again, if you don't plan on drinking and you're just going to be enjoying food and you're maybe going to go off your plan a little bit, that's where you add the resistance training in. If you really want to level it up, you could do two workouts in the same day. That's where you can really get the most bang for your buck calorically. Do two interval sprints or two, you know, cardio sessions. And um, as long as you have six hours of rest in between, you can, you could be fine. Uh, you should be fine as far as your recovery. And now let's talk about food choices. We got the exercise. We got ourselves prepared, went in hard, got a great workout. Now let's talk about food choices. How do we kind of skew the scales in our favor? So I'm not saying don't enjoy the foods and don't enjoy the time with good people, but try and make good choices. Let's load up our plate with more protein-based foods. Like 50% of your plate should be protein every time you're feeding. And then if you want to have things in addition to that, Let's say there's a, you know, a killer potato salad recipe at wherever you're going. Cool. Make sure 50% of your plate's going to be you know, grilled chicken or burgers without the bun or wings or even hot dogs if you really want to go there. Whatever your protein source is, beans, that's still going to be slightly more carbs. But even so, we'll count that as protein. Then 25% of your plate could be the things that you enjoy, the things that you're not really going to be too obsessed about tracking today because you want to enjoy good foods like your potato salads, egg salads, even desserts or other kind of, let's say nachos and dip or whatever could have you, um, the more typical things. And then the other 25% is going to be vegetables. So your sauteed veggies, your um, anything like, again, more barbecue styled foods, grilled vegetables, asparagus, peppers, onions, mushrooms, whatever the variations, you know, uh, if you have quinoa salad, things like that can go in that 25% pocket. 
and calculate that. So if you go for a second plate, again, keep the same principles. Don't get first place, keep it on track, and then second plate, just all freaking apple pie. No, cut the plate into quarters. So you have four quarters. Two of those quarters are protein. Then you have one quarter of the food that you want to eat. Let's say apple pie, pumpkin pie, dessert now we're talking about, or the other salads that you enjoy. And then the other quarter is going to be vegetables and good food, even fruits. The other thing we can talk about is one of the habits that I really like to instill with clients is this idea of keeping a ratio of fruits and vegetables. Even on 4th of July, it's great to have fruit, but even there, a lot of times it's watermelon. It's a higher glycogen load or glycemic index-based food. So if we can keep more protein and more fibrous vegetables with that, it's going to have less of an impact on our blood sugar. And a lot of times people may ask, well, what does it matter what my blood sugar or what these things are? Think of it this way. If it's higher content of sugar and higher in the glycemic index, you have less time to burn it off before it gets stored as fat. If you eat something from a zero to a hundred scale in the glycemic index and it's a hundred, you have maybe five to 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes before it gets stored as fat or used as energy. If you eat something that's a 10 or a 20 on the glycemic index, like an apple, for example, maybe a 33 or a 35, you're going to have, you know, three, four hours possibly. Again, everyone's body's different, so this is not a guaranteed. This is really more of just a rough estimation to give you an idea of the difference. You have three, four hours to use that as energy as it's slowly being digested and metabolized, which because you did your metabolic boosting workout, more likely going to be used for that energy that you just burnt off and being replenishing from your muscle tissue and being stored as fat. So that's the other caveat to it too. Keep a ratio of, I try and keep at least a one-to-one ratio. So for every serving of fruit I'm gonna have, I wanna have a serving of vegetables. So if I'm gonna have you know, a, a fruit salad for 25% of my plate, again, that other 25% is gonna be equally amount of vegetables. Um, or let's say I'm gonna have apple pie on that 25%. I'm gonna try and have that ratio again even if it's not vegetables to fruit just having that protein and and um vegetable ratio so 50 percent still protein 25 percent still vegetables and that other 25 percent could be whatever it is that you want to enjoy that you may not typically have um again it may seem weird to have protein with even desserts and it doesn't have to be like chicken necessarily with apple pie you could say, all right, instead I'm going to do bring a protein powder and mix it in with some almond milk or do almond milk with your apple pie and kind of create that little bit of balance there. But try and incorporate as much protein as you can. And if you don't feel comfortable with that, okay. But I'm just letting you know if you can plan for it and you can bring in a protein shake with you or some almond milk or some regular milk even, and if that's the only option you have, let's say you're at a place where you're like, hey, you know what, I, didn't, I already left, I traveled, I didn't get protein. Go with regular organic milk. If you don't have a lactose intolerancy issue or tolerancy issue, go with milk. It's got protein. It's got fat. It's got carbs in there. It's going to be a little bit slower digesting, probably a 40 or a 50 on the glycemic index, so it's right in that middle. That'll help with the apple pie or whatever, pumpkin pie or whatever kind of desserts we're going to have. Um, as long as, again, we're kind of – what I'm trying to tell is don't just go completely off the rails. Try and somewhat track calories if you can and you feel comfortable with it so that you know, like, even if I know I'm going to be 2,000 calories in the whole negative and I'm going to eat, you know, 4,000 calories one day when I should be eating two, at least I know and I can calculate for that. And then the rest of my week, and I can kind of balance that out. I can say, all right, the next day I'm going to be in a 1,000 calorie surplus and the day before I'm going to be in a 1,000 calorie surplus. So I made up for that extra 2,000 that I put myself in the hole. That's just a little bit of an approach, y'all. I hope this was helpful. Again, happy 4th of July. First and foremost, just enjoy. Still take care of yourselves. Whatever you're going to do, 
Um, just try and do it responsibly. And you hear that expression, you know, drink responsibly, just do everything responsibly. Just don't just down pounds and pounds of sugar. Cause that's, again, we're making this a lifestyle. Holidays should be part of a healthy lifestyle. So enjoy things, but don't just binge and purge for these holidays. And that's the only time you have. All right, y'all enjoy, stay safe. And I'll check y'all next time. So I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching, listening, consuming that episode. If you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already, please like, uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free. And that is it y'all. See you on the next one.